what is up you guys it is just your girl ken and welcome back to the girls that get it podcast and as you can see if you're watching and now here when i say it is just your girl ken i really do mean that today um han is not here with us she is sick she's not feeling her best and she's also lost her voice which is pretty essential when you are doing a podcast so i am flying solo today but when you're watching this go comment on all her stuff at hannah ranzuli on tiktok instagram youtube all the things go tell her you hope she feels better and that she's back next week um but i thought in true fashion before we get into the juice of today and as you can tell by the title we're going to get deep. It's going to get personal. I'm a little nervous, but I'm going to do my highs and lows of this past week. Just just to start off on a lighter note. Um, so I'll start with my low because got to bring it around. I feel like a theme in my life. And now before I say what I'm going to say, I don't want anyone to be like, she's throwing shade at so-and-so. This is, this is a subtweet to so-and-so. This is genuinely not targeted at anyone in particular. I just feel like it's been a theme in my life recently. Um, my low would be, I feel like people say they're going to do things and don't do them. I don't know if this gets under anyone else's skin, but it really gets under mine. Um, like follow through with what you say. I, I take my words seriously, almost just as seriously as my actions. Um, I do believe actions speak louder than words, but I don't say things I don't mean. I don't say I'm going to do things and then don't do them. Um, and several people in my life have been in this habit of being like, yeah, yeah, we'll do this. Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. Like you can count on me. Nope. Um, so that's my low. I just don't think that's a fun time, you know? And then I would say my positive would probably be last Friday night. Hannah came into town for Easter. She was here with her boyfriend and us and our friends and Hannah's brother all went out downtown. And it was honestly just one of the better nights I've had in the past month. It was truly just friends hanging out, being goofy, having a fun time. We laughed so much and I don't think I've laughed that hard in a while. So that's always a great time. Good vibes all around. So shout out to the homies. You know who you are. When I decided I wanted to do a solo episode, I didn't think I would be doing it this early in the game. We're on episode six. Come on, guys. As I was struggling to think of like, what the heck am I going to talk about for an hour with these people? I was like, what are your favorite things to talk about, Kenna? What do you normally talk about with your friends? And the general theme of life just kept coming into my head. I was recently doing a deep clean on my phone, as one does, going through old notes, going through old pictures, deleting things that just no longer needed to be there. And I came across this thing that I titled The List. Now, no one in my life has seen this list. No one knows this list exists. I think maybe one person does, but that's because they got nosy. Um, but basically, I created this list back in 2016. That's how far my notes go back, you guys. Um, and it has been untouched. I had not looked at it until I prepped for this episode. Now, a lot of things on the list are things I live by. And that's exactly why I titled it The List, because I didn't want to say things I live by because I thought that sounded cheesy. But realistically, when I wrote this, I was going through a time in my life of self-discovery. I was finding out who I was as a human, as a woman, as a girl. I was going through a lot of changes and just trying to make sense of everything that's out there in life, which to be honest, I'm still doing. And I think everyone does for the rest of their life. But I remember in 2016 writing this being like, okay, when you're unsure in the future, look back at this list 
And these are the things that you know in this moment that you've learned to be true. So it's kind of deep. It's kind of like a personal diary entry. I will say some things on the list if you're my good friend. If you've even been around me for a little bit, you'll be like, oh, I've heard her say some of these things for sure. But this is like the entire collection. This is like my Bible in a sense. It's all the chapters. And speaking of the Bible, it's got a new and an old testament to it. What I did is I went through the list and I wrote down the ones that I still believe in because some I was like, I've changed opinions on this or like, I don't like the wording. Let me redo it. And then I added my my own personal new takes of things that I've learned thus far in life because this is six years later. I have grown. I have graduated. I have done lots of different things that have allowed me to change my perspective on life. But yeah, a couple of disclaimers I want to give before I get into my new list. A lot of these will come off as like motivational quotes or like end all be all things. And sure, a lot of these are like very generalized quotes, but I will say there's exceptions to everything. When I say these things, they're not the end all be all. There will always be an exception to the rule. Um, an example of this, like whoever supports you still needs to be supported. The planner in your life still wants surprises and the considerate still need to be considered. So with that, take everything I say, not with a grain of salt, but know that I do think there are exceptions to these rules. And there's times I've broken these rules. There's times I haven't lived by these ways. And sometimes it's turned out great. And sometimes I'm like, oh, you knew better, Kenna. You, you knew better than to do what you did or think what you think or feel what you feel. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to disclaim that when I'm listing these out, I don't think I'm some prophet. I don't think I'm better than anyone. This is, I'm just sharing because truly my proudest body of work is myself. And this, I think this list could be my proudest body of content that I create at least for a while just because it's truly a collection of all my memories and all my feelings and why I am the way I am, why I think the way I think and how I, I speak to people, how I go about my actions on a daily basis. So it really is raw and deep for me to share this with you because I don't know who's going to listen to this. I, I know my mom does. I know Hannah does. So I got two solid listeners. But yeah, with that being said, I'm going to start in the Old Testament, which is the first things I wrote down in 2016. My very first bullet point, it hits home. It's still the number one piece of advice I would give anyone to this day. And, and I quote, it says, you are the only person that will always be there for yourself. And what I mean by that is you shouldn't be searching for validation, fulfillment. You shouldn't have dreams. You shouldn't even want money from other people. Find all of those things through yourself. Find that through your actions. I remember when I was young, when I wrote this, it was at a time in my life where I put all my self-worth into other people. I turned to other people for compliments. I turned to other people for emotional fulfillment. I turned to other people for physical fulfillment, for success, for anything. I constantly was searching these for these words of affirmations and just contentness. And when I lost the person or lost the people that I got that from, I was broken. And I just remember thinking to myself, how can I never put myself in a place to feel like this again? And I know some people will be like, oh, that's that's building trust issues, kind of. You, you should trust people or you should let people you should let people make you feel great ways. And I do. And I absolutely do. I have such an open heart for any and everyone in my life. Um, I like feelings. I know they're scary, but I do like them. Um, I just say this because at the end of the day, you're the one that's living in your body. You wake up in your mind and you have to deal with it. 
And even if someone is your lifelong partner that treats you better than the sun, moon, and stars, they're going to die eventually. You're going to die eventually. Something will happen where you're no longer going to be able to get their validation, their approval, their love, their admiration. So that's why I encourage all of my friends to seek it out through themselves, through things that fulfill them and not other people because you really are the person that you're going to deal with. And it also is reassuring. So when different chapters of your life come and people may come and go, you're always there. Your number one cheerleader is never going to leave you if you are your number one cheerleader. And I encourage all of my friends, whoever I'm with, anyone in my life to be their own number one fan. And if you can't be, make yourself someone that can be your number one fan, which goes into my bullet point number two is love yourself. I remember writing this. I did it for a while. When I was young, I didn't even really know what love meant. And I I honestly don't know if I still do, but I remember being so critical of myself and just being so down consistently. And I got to a point where I was like, I'm done feeling like this. Like I'm great. And I'm going to tell and show myself why I'm so great. Um, And a lot of that came with soul searching and finding better people to surround myself with, changing the way I think about life, which goes back to the end all be all of you are the only person that's going to be there. Um, You know, just going through that mental process of like, yeah, I am great. And I'm going to remind myself that. Um, And I I really came to struggle with this because I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, okay, that's Kenna. That's me. That's the body that I live in. But like, what does she like to do by herself? What does she enjoy to eat? What What are her favorite things that aren't identified in the culture around me or the people around me? So it really, to love yourself is to know yourself and spending time alone, whether you interpret that as being alone physically, like me, myself right now in this isolated room or being alone without a significant other, being alone without your family that you've grown up with, whatever that crutch is for you, I encourage you to love yourself alone um and eventually of course let all that extra love in as as you should i'm never anti-love i'm never anti-relationship i'm never anti-family but i just encourage everyone to like truly know yourself and find yourself which leads to loving yourself which then lets you give the best kind of love to the future people in your life regardless of the relationship status they hold below my bullet point of love yourself i wrote and remember, this was 17-year-old Kenna writing these things, okay? I This blows my mind because I'm, I'm now as a 23-year-old reflecting on it all. And I'm like, wow, she she got it. I, I, I hope for all my years to come, I can still get it the way she gets it. Um, but the bullet point below, love yourself, I wrote, if you don't make yourself someone, you can. <laughs> and dang, God dang, I know there's going to be times in life where we aren't going to think we're our best selves, but that's okay. As long as we're working on making ourselves that version, how can you hate on it? All right. I could be on that topic for a long time, but we're going to move on to my next bullet point. Um, I said, meet everyone with grace and acceptance with where they're at in their own journey. And this is something I'm glad I wrote then because I needed to be reminded now. Um, I think a lot of times we tend to be judgmental in this life. We judge people that are different, that have a different journey, that think differently, that have different views, when really, why aren't we celebrating their victories if that's how they view them? 
right now, being a 23-year-old, it's a time in life where a lot of my peers are on very different paths. I have people in my life getting married, having children. I have people that are planning to be single for the next 10 years. I know people that never want to get married. I know people that are starting a career. I know people just starting school. It It is a crazy time and truly the biggest journey you'll embark on. But instead of judging those that are at a different place or even want something different than you, I'm glad I wrote this because it doesn't make their wants invalid and it doesn't make my wants invalid. It's it's learning to respect and lift up the people around us regardless of where we're at. I also think specifically, I love that I said the word grace because it's a word that I just think encompasses so much of how you treat someone. Um, saying, hey, I know you're not your best right now. You're on this journey. You're finding who you are. But I still love you anyway, and I and I still accept you, and I, I'm here to help you get through this together. And that's really what this friendship and what this community is all about in life. So I love that I use that word, and I love just that overall sentiment because every single day I think our journey changes. I think what we want changes. And if you're not thinking about these things, I mean, that's fine, but I think it's it's inevitable that we all do think about it. It also just makes me proud. Like it makes my heart all warm and fuzzy on the inside because I do love getting to the age watching all my peers just truly thrive in the environment they're in. And it doesn't mean it doesn't come with hardships. It doesn't mean that this is not the most transitional uphill battle that a lot of us are going to face. I know I'm climbing up the dang mountain and I'm, I'm pretty low. I'm pretty low. Um, but yeah, I just love that one. All right, my next bullet point. Ooh, this is good. I wrote, don't let other people, things, or events limit or dictate my happiness. I think all of these could be roped in together, but I remember at this time in my life writing this, I had put a lot of my worth and really allowed myself to tr only truly feel happy when certain things happened. I didn't find that validation and contentness in myself. I looked for it in other things. And I, again, told myself, I don't want to feel like this. I want to be able to live a fully independent life and still be fulfilled and not rely on X, Y, and Z to fulfill that for me. If things don't go my way, I want to be fulfilled. If I meet new people that I never thought I would meet, I want that to fulfill me. I, I don't want to have this clutch. And just because things in my head are like, I have these ideas and I'm like, oh, I, I want to have my dream job by 25 and then I'm going to turn 25 and not have my dream job. I don't want those things to cripple me. I want, I want to be able to have events happen in orders that I, I might not expect them and still be happy and content through them. I, I think when I was younger, I constantly would be like, oh, when I get asked to prom, I'm, I'm going to feel on cloud nine. And then it would come and I, and it didn't feel that way. And it would really let me down. And I would think, oh, when I score a high gold on my solo performance and dance, I'm going to be fulfilled. And I wasn't. Or like, if I didn't get the high gold, I wasn't fulfilled because I was like, oh, you let yourself down. And I even with people, I was like, oh, when my friends show up for me today, I'll be happy. And then inevitably, friends let you down as they do. And that meant I wasn't happy. And, and why was I giving those external things the power of my happiness just because things don't go your way doesn't mean they aren't that you should 
automatically become sad. And I didn't like that I was giving so many external things and external people this power over me. And as soon as I let go of that and was like, nope, it's all you. If you want to be happy today and you woke up in a good mood and you did all the things to get where you needed to be, it's going to be a good day. So what if so-and-so lets you down? Fine. They don't determine my value, my worth, my happiness, my fulfillment. It's going to come through me. Um, and that was, that was a big eye opener because inevitably life is going to let you down. People will let you down. You're going to fail and you're not defined by those failures, but choosing to be happy and not letting your emotions ride on all of those things, whether it's a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a family member, like (sighs) I remember when I figured that one out and that one was probably the hardest one to admit because at the time when I was writing this, I didn't want to admit that I wasn't strong, that I wasn't mentally the person that I wanted to be, that I had given this human being so much power over my life that affected me on a daily basis. And it's scary now to admit, because who knows if the person's watching this and who knows if it's right to admit that, that I was weak, but I'm all about being vulnerable, all about opening up. And maybe by sharing this, this can help someone else out there. All right, making our way down this list. Um, I laugh at this one. I think about my high school volleyball coach when I say this. Next on my list, I wrote, it is all in your head. Literally everything. And this is so true. It rides off that sentiment of like, you really get to, ter- you really get to determine how you feel, what you think, who you give power to. Um, and once I kind of figured out it was all a little mental game, I was like, oh, I can do the dance. I I can play the game. You're not going to be better than me. And as soon as it kind of clicked, I was like, oh, you have the power to change that. I remember things turning up for me. Now, I will say, even though this is part of the, my Old Testament, I I struggle with this now differently than I did then. Now I recognize the importance of mental health and a lot of things are sometimes out of your control. Sometimes chemically and physically, you can't make yourself happy. But there's things you can do to improve. There's things you can do to get yourself out of bed every morning. And I don't say any of this to undermine what people go through, medicines they take, therapy they go through, because I think all of those are great resources and things I encourage anyone interested in to seek out. But acknowledging and working towards building your mental toughness whatever that looks like for you is so essential to your journey. Um, And I just remember figuring that out and was like, aha, light bulb moment. I can do this. Um, And I say it reminds me of my high school volleyball coach because he was this very, very intense colonel and from the military. And he treated us like we were in the military and we were just, I was 13 at the time. I was a little kid. I was a little girl. And being the youngest, I, followed suit and played the games and did the things, but eventually figured out a lot of the things he did was just to test us, to see if we would do it, to see if we were, if we respected him as an authority figure. He also did it to prove to us, okay, no, you don't want to push your body physically this hard, but it shows you can. Um, So yeah, being, having it not only happen mentally, but physically, it really connected those dots for me. I laugh at this next one because it's a little corny. The next bullet point I wrote on my list was, Hard work and a positive attitude goes a long way. A thousand percent. I don't really think I have to go deep into this one. Basically, if you want something bad enough, you're not going to stop until you get it. Whether it's a job, a position on a sports team, um, a milestone in your career, 
um, even a relationship with someone. If you want it so bad, you will work to get it. You will work to maintain it. You will work to show them that they are valued in your life. This next one is good. My next bullet point is decide what's important to you and make it a priority. I remember writing this and thinking to myself, how do it like when you go through these periods, a lot gets mumbled and jumbled in your brain and, and you have a hard time processing whether it's your emotions or what's important. And I was obviously going through a lot of changes and emotions. And I was just like, how do I know what's what to focus on? A million different things are being thrown at us constantly, whether it's work, school, relationships, online, social media stuff. It's truly a fast-paced environment that we live in, regardless of where you live. But I, I remember telling myself in that moment, like, you have the power. Make a list right now and decide what's important to you. Um, my most recent example of this, and this wasn't when I wrote the list, but I recently decided as I graduated college that I wanted to place more importance in my life on my social presence. And I don't mean social media. I meant with my friends. I meant with taking the risk and taking trips. I meant with relationships. I, I wanted to make that a priority because for the past four years in college, I didn't. I was so career and school focused. And sure, I hung out with friends. Sure, I had time. Sure, I saw guys. But it wasn't serious. I, I didn't make it a priority because I knew at that time in my life, I wanted to focus on myself. And I still would say my top priority is my career and myself, of course. But I definitely... By leaving New York and taking that step, I know if I would have stayed in New York, I could have and would have had a great job that propelled me so far in my career. But socially, I don't think I'd be as happy. So deciding and making those conscious decisions to be like, okay, this is going to come with X, Y, and Z sacrifices, but it's worth it because it will benefit me in other ways. Um, and all of this, I think, comes through taking just time with yourself to process what's going on, to think about what you do and don't want in life and how do you feel empowered. All right. Next on my list, kind of similar, I said decide who deserves your time and who doesn't. And I think Hannah would argue that I maybe cut people off a little too fast, which I would say she's probably right. Um, I kind of have a very you're either in or you're out stance when it comes to people in my life. And when I say you're out, I don't I don't think I've ever cut anyone off in my life, but I did come to the realization when I was initially writing this list in 2016 that, you know, no matter how much you care about certain people and no matter how much effort they make, like some people just don't deserve your time. And I know that's that's even tough for me to admit now. And truly, there's only one person in my life that I would say would fall into that category right now. Um, but I think to another degree is deciding what level of your time do they deserve. There's a lot of people I would do a lot of things for, but not everyone, no one gets the same treatment. Every person, our situation is different. And a lot of that depends on my personal situation as well. Um, but I say this because in a simpler kind of relaying back to everything I said previously, I think a lot of what consumes our time and our thoughts is like our relationship with people. And I don't just mean romantically. I mean, friendships, family, work, um, all the different things. And I remember uh, and another example is I worked a part-time job when I graduated high school before I went 
to college and even in college, I would work several part-time jobs. I always had the mentality, you clock in, you clock out. Because as a part-time college worker, as a student, it's not my job to get invested. And I remember my coworkers who sometimes were older than me, obviously wiser than me, would come up and be like, how are you not affected by this petty drama? And I'm like, remind yourself, if unless it's your career, it's not your full-time job to worry about it. I was like, I'm a full-time student. That's my number one concern right now. And every job that comes after it, I will show up and give you my all 110%. But when I clock out, I'm off the clock. I am not thinking about it. I am not worrying about it. And sometimes you have to do that with friends too. You can't let petty drama and bullshit, oops, sorry, um, get to you. And at the time, I, and I still am today, a very, very, very caring person. It's my greatest weakness and biggest flaw at the same time. I remember writing this and I just cared too much about everything. And I had to learn, you have to create distance with certain things and you have to create distance with certain people. Um, Cause I think tangibly with like work or sports or extracurriculars growing up, I was pretty good at being like, okay, this is important to me. This isn't, but I just wanted to be important to everyone. So I made everyone important to me. And that's, that's not how it works. I had to see, okay, Susie doesn't really hang out with me much. So I'll invite her to hang out, but if she doesn't want to hang out, that's that's cool. I'm going to do my own thing, and I'll, I'll still be happy, you know? All right, we're making our way through. We're fit. Oh, my gosh, we're at the 30-minute mark? Okay. Okay, Kenna. Um, this one, I'll keep it short and sweet just because I think it speaks for itself. I remember going through this and writing this list, and I was like, I am, no one could have it worse than me. I am down bad. Like, I am the worst I will be, and that was probably true, but my the thing I wrote down on my list is you never know what people are going through and someone always has it worse um a lot of people didn't know what I was going through at the time and still don't and that's okay I, I like to keep it that way but it also reminded me to meet everyone with that grace we were talking about earlier and just accept with warmness and kindness and that's why that's even more important because we all have inner demons we all are battling something that doesn't always get shown so just just keep that in mind this one this one is good next I wrote don't lie I remember at this time I was lying a lot in my life not as much as people thought I was lying but I definitely was hiding things from certain people making things look a certain way when they weren't and it really pushed away people I deeply cared about and it showed that like when you break someone's trust whether it was me breaking other people's trust or them breaking my trust it is so hard to build back and it just comes with time but they don't owe you that trust back as soon as you hurt someone they're allowed to pocket that and keep that with them forever if they choose to forgive you realize how special and how emotionally strong that individual is and you should honestly thank them um, and a lot of people will. I I completely forgive and second chances and forgiveness and growth. Um, but I I do take notice of how people treat me. Um, and I also wrote this because at the time I was being lied to a lot and I didn't even know it. I didn't find out till several months, if not years later, um, that I was being lied to and what all those lies consist of. But I, I wrote below it. I said, it only hurts the people you care about the most. So. I won't say I never lied after the day I wrote that, but 
I would say I could count on my hands how many times I lied after I I wrote that because honesty really is the best policy and I know that sounds cheesy AF but if someone really cares about you they're going to forgive you and they're going to understand and also as a human I would almost rather be hurt with the brutal honest gut-wrenching truth than be lied to because the lie always comes to the surface and that's why it hurts um and a lot of times the act of lying no matter how bad you think the act of that you're lying about is the act of lying itself hurts the other people more um this one i i laughed today when i read it because i i needed to hear it i wrote don't take life too seriously I have been someone that my entire life I have been so focused on the future I forget to ju- I forget to enjoy the now. And in in the New Testament I got some quotes about that and some bullet points about that but life is supposed to be fun. I hope you laughed off. I hope you laugh often. I I hope you feel fulfilled. I hope you're happy. Um, I know I feel all those things and I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful I have this list that I've created to remind me of that. And I truly carry all these things with me and do try to live by them as much as I can. And sure, there are serious moments and you got to turn it on. I know how serious things are, but find that joy, laugh, find people that can do that and make you feel that way too. Don't rely on it, but you know, just laugh. Okay. Um, going off that is find joy in the little things. If you are not obsessed with your daily routine, you're going to hate it. You're not going to love it. You're not going to thrive. Um, I'm trying not to give away my future ones because obviously I've grown a lot on these and reflected on it, but I'm a big fan of the little things because it's for me anyway, it's the little things that make up the big ones and it makes each day have those special little moments. Um, ooh, this next one could be one of the best ones on the entire list. I said, learn to know when you're wrong and how to admit it. Growing up, I can't believe I'm going to quote my mother in this, but she would constantly tell me when I would get in trouble or when I would be trying to get out of something, I would just blame other people. Uh, she called it the blame game, which I now think she does, but that's a different discussion. Um, I would just deflect and be like, oh, like, obviously I had a brother. I'd be like, oh, that was Colton. Or like, oh, so-and-so did this. And it kind of went along with the discredit thing. When I would blame it on other people, it'd be hard to be like, so so what did you do? If you didn't do anything, you got to take ownership of when you make a mistake or when you're wrong or when you accuse someone of something they didn't do. I, I will never get mad at someone for saying, you know what? I was wrong. It, it honestly warms my heart. You could be the rudest and meanest person to me, but when you say, I messed up, I'm sorry for my mistakes, and I'm sorry I treated you that way, I'm sorry I made you feel that way, or I'm sorry I even came across that way, I truly respect that because that's you saying, I didn't want what I did to come across that way. It did, and I was wrong. Or even if you meant it and you're like, I wanted to hurt you, this is what I did, it was wrong but it's what I did. I, I'll, I'll respect it, to be honest, because you're taking ownership. And I think a lot of times growing up or even in the world as a whole, we get taught to not fess up, to hide it. And definitely in the world we live in, there's times where you got to be, protect yourself. But 
when it comes to relational things with your friends or your parents or your significant other, like it's meeting them with that grace and saying, Hey, I wasn't my best self. I, I wasn't perfect. I did do that wrong. In the past, I've done things that were wrong and I want you to know about them. And like, it just, for me, that's one of the biggest things that shows your character and your personal growth is someone that can admit when they're wrong. Um, and do it with like humility and grace because it's a part of the journey. And then below that point, I wrote, you will make mistakes and people will forgive you. Um, again, I said it before, they don't owe you anything. They, they don't have to forgive you, but people that care about you, kind of like I was saying, are going to forgive you. Be honest, upfront, open. Like we all, we all make mistakes. All right. The last part of my old quotes that I wrote back in 2016, the last thing I said was stop stressing. It gets you nowhere, <laughs> which I laugh at because thinking about 17 year old me saying that's kind of funny. Um, but you're right. I guess I did then and I still do now. I sometimes stress for no reason. And that's something I'm working on. And it's definitely gotten a lot better. And that's a lot of people don't see your progress over time. People to this day will be like, oh, you're thinking too much or oh, you're stressing. And sure, I am. But from six years ago, I stress a lot less now than I did then. And that's something I'm going to celebrate. But back to my point, not trying to deflect, stressing only agitates your mental state. It only puts you back in all the things we just talked about. Um, sure, you will be in stressful situations, but constantly worrying isn't going to get you any further. And that is going to conclude the first segment, the first chapter of this podcast. We're getting ready to go into part two. Now, the the bullet points I just read you were things, as I mentioned, I wrote down when I was 17 years old, as I was going through this change in my life. And those were things that I wrote that I would live by. And I was like, you know, when you forget, these are things that you know to be true and you should try to focus on these. Now, obviously, a lot of time has passed and I have changed quite a lot. I would hope for the better. But these are my newer versions that I have now added on to that list. And these are the ones that I think my friends will recognize more because it's got my personality and a little bit of flair to it. All right, starting off strong, one of my favorites is if it's not amazing, I don't want it. And what I mean by that is exactly that. If it's not amazing, I do not want it. And amazing isn't always easy, but sometimes the load, mm, the road less traveled is worth the journey. Um, there's not many one-liners that I truly b believe to be my end-all be-all, but I just think that that really sums it up for me. I, I want the best of the best. I want it all. I want to experience things. Sure, there's highs and lows, and I, I'll go through it. I'm going through it now. We're all going through it in our own way. Um, but yeah, I, I'm on the road to amazing, and I hope you are too. Don't settle for anything less in any area of life. And I I don't want anyone to think that's about anyone or anything. That's just my passion for life, okay? Number two, New Testament. Um, you are your company. Some people say it as you are your five best friends. I don't I don't like the quote like that. Who you spend time around influences who you are as a person. And that even goes to say the people that your friends are around are then the people that you are around. And I know that's tough to control, 
but I can see it in my friends. I feel like I have a relatively smaller circle. I know a lot of people and I would say I'm friends with a lot of people, but my true core group that I'm like, I will ride or die for these people, relatively small by all that. It's like, I want to surround myself with people that make me a better me. I also want to surround myself with people that make me feel good about myself, that lift me up, that tell me when I'm down, I am a badass bitch. <laughs> and that like there's so much to offer in life. They'll they'll also give me the tough love. They'll be like, you know, you're a wise girl, but you're doing some dumb stuff right now. I want them to tell me that. Um, and that's why I think your company is so important. The people that you have in your inner circle really shapes who you are as a human. And not even just the people in your inner circle. Because something I've come to know now is sometimes your inner circle is not the people physically closest to you. And realistically, they're going to be the ones furthest away because life just has a funny way of tearing us all apart. Especially as we get older. Um, but you learn to deal with that and you make effort to see them. And that's a whole nother journey. But... The people you spend your day to day with also impact that. If you don't have the best coworkers with like the best morals, that's gonna rub off on you. Um, the people that you report to work with, and their how they go, spend their weekends, how they spend their free time, how they prep for large things coming up, is kind of gonna rub off on you. And I would even go as far to say, people's significant others as well as friends of friends rub off on them and then we'll rub off on you like it's a whole cycle like you just the higher quality of people you can keep in your circle the better um and all like and I say this and I'm pretty proud of everyone in my circle close and extended and extended and it's just knowing when you kind of have to cut people off and, and I say this because through life you're going to meet new people and you're going to for me, I think I struggle with what puzzle piece do they fill in my puzzle. Um, I think a lot of times I get excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I made a new best friend when maybe they're just an acquaintance or maybe they're just my buddy to go do this with. Like they don't always have to be this ever looming large place filler. They can serve for a reason or a season of your life. Um, and just being aware of that because it is at the end of the day gonna reflect you. And something that I'm currently working on is I'm a big believer is uh, I'm a big believer of the quote that goes, if you're the smartest in the room, find another room. Yeah. If you're the person that everyone goes to, find find someone that you can go to because you constantly want to be bettering yourself. You constantly want to be learning and evolving. And like your friends have a huge part in that. I would even say your friends have a larger part in it than sometimes your family and your work environment. And sometimes your significant other. It just depends on your relationship with everyone, obviously. But, like, your peers speak volumes and to, like, how your life shapes out. Next on my list is you set the standards of the relationships you have in your life. And this ties in perfectly <laughs> to the previous one. Um, this is one of my more recent ones. And I don't, when I say relationships, I don't necessarily mean romantic. I mean this in, like, if you're going to let someone into your life at kind of a mediocre level or like not live up to the things that you value or like maybe not serve as the friendship that you need from them, you're only hurting yourself. You're only, and I'm not saying cut them off completely. I just think 
by you set, setting the tone of how you expect friendships to be, how you expect relationships to be, how you expect interactions, communications to be, breaking down all those things and saying like, and I'm not, when I say this, I don't say, send them a text that says, hi, if you're going to be my friend, I expect you to do X, Y, and Z. But for me, I treat people how I expect to be treated. And I understand that their reciprocation will look different because their 100% doesn't always look like my 100%. But as long as they're giving 90 to 100%, I'm okay with that. Um, and that's where friendships and relationships, you really have to see how they speak, how they talk, how they handle things. Um, but, and when I say this quote, I'm just saying, if someone's in your life giving a good 90 to 100% into whatever relationship you've decided to have, and they all of a sudden are like, oh, let me back that up to 50 for my convenience. Mm -mm. No, ma'am. No, sir. Why would I set my standard at 50%? Why would I set my standard to a mediocre friendship? What? No, I'm not. Like Life is too short to live with mediocre standards. They are high. So start jumping. Okay. And really, I, I just say that to inspire you to call people out on the bullshit and know what you want from life whether that's a friend be like hey i just feel like we've been distanced let them know be like i want to talk more i want to do this whatever it is put it out there and set your expectation they'll meet it if they want to and if they don't says a lot about them all right next on the list ooh, you determine your greatness not anyone else and that really ties in a lot to the to the Old Testament quotes, but you aren't defined by your failures. You're not defined by your mental health. You're not defined by your bad days. Like, you get to determine your greatness. Like, I promise you no one else is out there thinking, oh my gosh, she had a bad day today. Like, she's so off. She should do better. No one's thinking that. Only you're you're in your head. You're in your head. Okay. The next quote or the next bullet point is a little different than the things I've shared thus far um the next quote is kind of tough love and it's something i need to hear and it's something i'm sure people out there need to hear but when it comes to a time when you're trying to make a tough decision or you need life advice a lot of us turn to our friends people that we look up to people that are more successful than us and a lot of times we don't do what they say because we're like oh my situation's different oh blah 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 oh whatever and we make excuses the best way i have found to give yourself advice is to take your situation and say if this exact thing was happening to my best friend someone that i love deeply someone that i care about something that i only want the best for what would i tell them to do and that's your advice and <laughs> i'm still guilty of not doing what i would tell my best friend to do but it, i at least will acknowledge okay you're being a little silly right now. You know this isn't what you stand for. You know this isn't smart. You know this could affect your mental health later. You know this has feelings involved. But it at least allows you to have that perspective of taking yourself out of the situation. Because um, a lot of times I know I will search for answers within myself, which is where you should find your answers. But to do so, sometimes I think you have to take yourself out of it situationally and look at it from an outside perspective because I know in things we always want to say uh 
but it's different. Oh, he's different. Oh, we're different. You're not. Like, we all know at the end of the day what the right and wrong thing is to do is just if you're going to do it. And now I will say, remember in the beginning when I said there's exceptions to every rule. Yeah, there's going to be exceptions to this rule because life has no bound. There are no things that are always true. There's patterns and I love a good pattern. I pick up on behavioral changes like nobody's business. But like to your core, you know, and you don't a lot of times, even when my friends call, I don't even have to say anything because they know. They, they know what I would say. They know if it's not amazing, we don't want it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that one. I feel like I could deep dive, but we'll keep it moving. Next. Ooh, this one I came up with today. There's the famous saying, if they wanted to, they would. And I don't give a shit about they. It's not about they. It's about me. It's about you. It's about whoever you are internally bodying. So my quote is, if you wanted to, you would. And what I mean by that, if you wanted to get into workouts a day, you would. If you wanted to eat healthy to get your fab body, you would. If you wanted to be in a relationship or make a tough relationship work, you would. I don't care about they. Forget, stop putting excuses on them. It's about you and your life. If you wanted to get out of bed earlier, you would. I don't like the whole, if they wanted to, they would. Sure, it's got some sentiment to it, but stop deflecting and putting it on them take ownership and be like hey if i wanted to i would and i know the situations that they're used for is a little different but i think it just hits so hard um the next one is a little longer than the others it's not like a one-liner it's more of the sentiment like a lot of time our insecurities come from us thinking about what other people think about us an example, my biggest fear in life is not being good enough. And I say that because it's so all-encompassing. You can insert it into anything. It could be, oh, I'm not good enough for so-and-so in a relationship. Oh, I'm not good enough to get that job. Oh, I'm not good enough to feel loved or whatever it is. Those are all things that I've experienced in the past. And that's why I say not being good enough because you can fill in the blank with whatever the heck else you're feeling at the moment there. But I promise you what, what I've come to realize now in trying to process my insecurities and my biggest fears is that the people that I quote unquote feel that way towards, or I'm scared that they think that about me have never gone to sleep at night being like, Oh, I ended a relationship with her because she wasn't good enough. That has never crossed their mind because that's not what they think. No one else in their right mind sits here and thinks about you in that way. Because have you ever thought about so-and-so? like that no i have never sat here and think oh i i didn't give a friend like i didn't let a friend be a friend because they weren't good enough never thought that i never thought to myself oh i ended a relationship because they just weren't good enough for me never thought that because that's not why it happens that's not why things happen and i know that's a little conceptual or like i don't know if i spoke that in the best way to understand it but just know people aren't sitting there thinking you are your biggest fear the only person thinking that is you all right, next on my list, um, this one's kind of deep. Um, these aren't my own personal words, but I saw this somewhere and added it to the list. Um, I wrote down, you repeat what you don't repair. Something I touched on when I was going through the Old Testament was you have to sit with your thoughts sometimes. And I know that is the scariest place to be. And I know it's even scarier when feelings are involved. 
But taking that time to be with yourself personally is only going to help you in the future. It's only going to help you grow and make bigger steps and just evolve. I constantly want to be evolving. I hope I'm not the same person as I was yesterday. I hope every single day there's a difference and I'm growing and life's maturing and things are happening and I'm putting in that work to become the best version of myself so that one day I can just live. And I hope I'm doing it now too, but I know when you're young, there's a lot more character development in my story arc that I'm working on because I'm not, I'm not starring in my leading role yet. We're just getting started, man. All right. I have four more. Happiness is not the absence of problems. It's being able to deal with them. I saw this somewhere. Won't tell you where because I don't know. But I just thought it really encompassed the theme of we're not always going to be happy, but it's how you deal with it. It's how you deal with the sad times. Um, yeah, that's really that. This next one really encompasses my low of last week. I said, the more you don't follow through with your words, the less your words mean and the less your actions can make up for them. Now, just sit and think about that one. If you let someone down so many times verbally, who cares if your actions get there one day? You have let them go through this emotional turmoil of constant letdown that doesn't make up for it in just one day and one sitting and one talk. Like, it will take time. And it goes back to the lack of trust. You are creating your reputation and your image in other people's eyes. And I think I wrote this down because I was dealing with it. I've been dealing with it this past week. But you're only hurting yourself by not following through with your words. No one's going to believe you if you've canceled on them four times. No one's going to believe you're going to be a better person if you haven't continued to be or tried to be or worked on it. So just know that your actions and your words, they have, they carry weight. They have meaning. I did my senior thesis and one of the things that I took away from it was that words create worlds. A lot of our interactions these days aren't in person. They're through a phone, they're through a text, through a screen, they're through a FaceTime. And your words are creating someone's reality. And when you realize your words have that much weight, that's why I talk slow sometimes. I'm going to edit this podcast so there's no like gaps in it. But I slow down because I want to care about the diction and syntax I use to speak to other people. I don't want to just throw words out there. I don't want to promise things that I can't meet because it matters to me. I want my image and my presence to have that, oh, she's going to follow through. Oh, she means what she says, impact on other people. Um, okay, last two things on this, which I feel like are very important. I said, fall in love with the journey and not the end goal. I feel like sometimes I can get so focused on, oh, this is my dream one day. I want to have a family. I want to have kids. I, I want to be fulfilled with where I live and what I do for work, all those things. But sometimes I forget to enjoy what's right in front of me. And if I focus so much on getting those end goals, which are still years away, are not coming anytime soon and can't even come until I do the subsequent things that come before it, I don't enjoy the journey. And I don't enjoy the little things about every single day, which I, I said in the first part of this episode. Someone that truly loves the journey 
will continue loving life after they get to the goal. If you're so fixated on getting that dream job, having a boyfriend, having a family, I feel like you might feel a little let down when you get there because you'd be like, oh my gosh, I worked so hard to get to this point and now what? And now what? You don't stop existing once you reach your goals. Hopefully you make new ones and continue growing. But if you grow to love what you do to get there, it'll, it'll never feel like a job. It'll never feel like work. It'll just feel like living. And that's something recently I've just tried to do every day. I want to do it all. I want to live and whatever happens, happens. And whenever I get to my goals, I get there. And so what if it looks different? And it's going to look different. And that's okay. Um, I'm ready to embrace it. And the last one, this one's special, and I think we'll tie it all in together. A lot of what I've said today and these these rules or quotes or mottos that I live by um, have to do with you as an individual and something that we all individually have our feelings. <laughs> I sound like a school teacher. Um, but sometimes, especially in the age that I'm in, 23-year-old trying to figure out life, I think feelings can either be over-appreciated or under-appreciated. Um, but I read something the other day that really spoke to me. Um, so the last thing I'm going to share with you is, and I'm saying this so that I live by it too, because I can be chicken and I, I can hold back and I don't want to. The last thing I'm going to say today is love hard. I read a quote the other day that said, bruised hearts is a sign of a life well-lived. Sure, heartbreak is terrifying. It is probably one of the most painful things a human goes through. But it's also so beautiful in the sense because it shows that what you had meant something. It, it meant that it was beautiful. It meant that it mattered and the person cared about you and you care about them and you might even still care about each other. And going through these different chapters of love and life, whatever that looks like, whether it's a relationship, work, life, yourself. Honestly, the most important one is yourself. You'll go through those chapters, but the heartbreak is worth it because it just shows you're living. It really, it really does. Um, but that's going to wrap up today. I really laid it all out on the table for you guys. I hope if nothing else, you got a glimpse of my heart and my soul and how I live my life and what, what goes through this crazy brain of mine. Cause sure enough, it needs to stop moving. It needs a break. Um, cause it's always going. But I also helped it inspired you or let you think about things differently. Um, at the end of the day, I'm just an average girl. I have a podcast with my best friend and this is a creative outlet for me. And I hope it touches someone. Thank you so, so much for listening to my singular voice for an hour. That is bonkers. Be sure to like and subscribe. If you have questions about anything I said or comments, leave it in the YouTube comments below. Please rate us five stars especially for this episode. That was a lot of work for your girl. She talked for an hour on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, and we'll be back next week with an even better pod. Bye. Yeah.